Love Talk Radio. Rose, and welcome to A Seat at the Table. A little backstory about my name, Rose. One of my favorite movies is The Water Roses. Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas stars in the movie. It is a dark comedy about a who appears to have it all and then fantasy land disappears. The wife played by Kathleen Turner wants out of the marriage after 17 years, but she doesn't want to leave or part ways with the marital home, and neither does the husband. They are both invested in this opulent home. It has all the bangs and whistles with the chandelier hanging in the grand foyer. So, yeah, that type of home. 
So the wife declares war, and although reluctant at first, the husband caves in and he accepts the war. War declared, war accepted. If you like dark comedies, go check it out. But I took on their last name, Rose. I am an heir of the Rose Empire. So if you follow me on social media or on my YouTube, which is Tessa Rose, you have seen me in my blue fox fur coat. When I wear that coat, I am in character. I've had that coat for 10 years. I paid $5. I paid $5 for that coat. And what a great sale that was. So you will see me often in my Blue Lagoon, which is what I call her. If you are not following me on my YouTube channel, what are you waiting for? If you follow me on Instagram, you can click the link in my bio. I am boo underscore tish on Instagram. On Twitter, I am simply underscore Tessa, and you can click the link in my bio there. If you follow the Gorilla Glue Girl on social media, then you should be subscribing to my YouTube channel to see me sitting in my boudoir, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, wearing my fox blue fur coat as I unbox and review some luxury brands and also discuss social and entertainment news. A boudoir is a lady's private sitting room in the home because I'm a lady, such as Shanene would say. On Fridays, if you follow me on my social media, I post videos, dancing, or performing a skit to Rebecca Black Friday song. That comes from Charlemagne the God from The Breakfast Club. On Fridays, he would play the song on a radio show. I don't know if he still does it because I have not kept up with the show for some time now. But back in the day, he would play this song on Fridays, and I would be at my desk at work with my headphones in, and this song would bring me so much joy, and I'd be it's Friday, Friday, got to get down on Friday. So I'm always posting videos on social media anyway because social media is for being social, right? Duh. So I incorporated the Friday song in my video. So there you have a little backstory on that. Most of my content on social media is not new. The videos are, but the content included is not. On Facebook, I see my memories pop up from five to seven years ago. And I see my post of, it's Friday, Friday, and that's a reference to the Friday song. You might not know that, but I do. I am also not new to the podcast world. About 10 years ago, I started a business, CH Consulting, where I consulted individuals, businesses, and advocates on social programs and public policy. I also started a podcast under my business name, and I would give tips and advice on adjudication process entitlement programs and public law. Actually, my first broadcast, actually my first podcast, I broadcast it from Barnes and Nobles, right? I ordered me some Starbucks and I found a corner in that store and I sat there for about 30 minutes talking to myself. It was great content and if I find the episode, I will publish it one day. Some of my best work when I was on the grind. At that time, I just started a new career in public policy and I was in my first year of graduate school. And graduate school is, is why I started the business. One of our assignments was to start a business. It was a group assignment. We actually had to come up with a business name, have a vision and goal statement, register the business, the whole nine yards. So from that assignment, I decided to start CH Consulting Services. My son's initials are CH, and there you have it, CH Consulting. The more you know, right? 
My son's grandfather on their paternal side owns oil, as I call it. So initially I thought, we're in the money, we're in the money, and that was going to be a transfer of wealth because I'm all for upward social mobility for my children and grandchildren. So, so I should have named my son Exxon, BP, Shell, and Sunoco. I thought we were rolling in Texas oil. Boy, was I wrong. So on to plan B, and here we are, right? So if my children are not named in their grandfather's will, I'm going to set it off. What's that song? Set it off? And just, I'm going to set it off. I'm going to wake up and choose violence that day they read that will. And don't use this against me in court because I'll be like, my dear, your honor, I, was, I come in peace. All I wanted is for my sons to be a part of the transfer of wealth generation your honor, hallowed be thy name, which art in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You know, the stuff <laughs> my dear would say. So that is a brief informal bio. Go on to some talking points. We're going to talk about for a little bit relationships in this episode. Relationships, especially black women in relationships. Stop seeking relationship advice from these overnight relationship gurus slash image consultants. Black women, you know, as they say, we are the least married. The stats show that about one in four black women are married or will get married. Our market value is low. We are not marriage material. Even men from other races collectively do not want to date us. The dating act states we have a low market value, right? We are just romantically segregated, according to the stats and everybody out there. If this was, I am going to go out on a limb here and say in the year of our Lord, or B.C., A.D., before Christ, the odds of having a husband back then was promising. He might be your brother or Ned DeWino, but you would more likely have a husband, right? But times have changed, even since our grandparents' generation or my grandparents' generation, but what did marriage really look like during that time back in the Leave it to Beaver days? Yes, there were more black families that were married, and there was a father in the home. Or was he? Who really took care of the domestic duties in a home during that time? Dad worked and provided, but who was mainly in the home? Collectively. When I speak, I mean collectively. Not a one-time story about Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike's dad. Collectively, right? So back then, you know, dad provided and he deserves the big piece of chicken. What else was dad providing back then? Hmm. If dad was allegedly working 10 to 12 hours a day, how did he start another family? You know, Papa was a rolling stone back in those days. If he had time for other women, then dad had the time to bring his ass home and help out with the chores. Take the goddamn chicken away from dad. He out here making babies. Now, let's circle back to women searching for love in all the wrong places on social media, YouTube, the Sugar Baby website, etc. If the majority of black people are single or unmarried, aren't you just single anyway? The way the world is set up now, it is more than likely you may be single. Will you be single all your life? I don't know. I don't know the stats on that. It appears more, more than likely you may have a couple different relationships and then ultimately end up single. But is that the worst thing that can happen? I had one of my sons when he was little, you know, when he get in trouble. He said, what's the worst thing that can happen? She can't kill me. So is it the worst thing that can happen is that you end up single? 
God, when some of these people, they act like it. I think about that show for my man. It always starts off with the woman having it all. The career, she may have been raising kids on her own. You know the protocol. Then the commentator goes on and says she had everything but love, everything but a man. Then said woman meets, quote, the man, end quote. You know, the one. At first it's bliss, then all goes to crap. And then she ends up either dead at the hands of this man or she ends up in jail being his so-called ride-or-die chick. And these are real stories. This, this is not fake stuff here. Real stories of women so desperate for love. And for the she should have chose better crowd, hush, hush, hush. She had a crappy menu to choose from. The menu is not that great, and that's on little Bo Peep. That woman in the news recently beat Simone telling women to essentially not have standards. Like, who is she to tell people? You don't know these people or these women. You never will probably meet these women a day in your life. Why are you telling them what to do? Why does women's standards, especially black women, bother so many people? They think we deserve a tongue lashing, dragging through the mud. Ha, 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 you will die alone. Ha, 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 you don't have a man. Ha, ha, ha. And when you do have a man, it's ha, ha, ha. You can't keep that man. Black women, we need to collectively stop think and process how we are being treated and promoted in the media and how people profit off of us collectively. Yes, we have the highest single mother rate. So what? Yes, we are least married. So what? But we do a lot for the black community and the community at large. We run to the rescue for everyone, but who runs to our rescue? Not even ourselves sometimes because we are steady doing the work while being ridiculed and berated. What if we stop? Just stop. Will the community, black community, the community at large live in blissful peace if we stop helping everyone? Hmm, they act like it. Black women were instrumental in the recent election. We damn near saved the world. We are instrumental in all elections. The politicians are all about the black woman vote during the campaign. And after they get the vote, you know the story, same old song, rinse and repeat, right? We are on the front lines issues. We are out there fighting. Into the naysayers, black women are loud, aggressive, controlling, not submissive. And the be Simone woman talking about um, women wanting a man, making money, but the women don't even have a job. Black women always work. We always work. Do you hear me? Always, even in the Leave it to Beaver generation. Our grandmothers worked. Like in the movie The Help. Who cleaned the people's houses back then? Who? Who was cleaning the houses back then? Okay, answer that. Who were doing that work, the janitorial work? We worked. We were already a part of a two-income household back in those days because as a black family, you needed both incomes to survive. Daddy over there with his big piece of chicken didn't earn enough and all the goddamn babies he making on the side. So don't tell us that we didn't work. We worked. We don't, we're not the ones sitting home unemployed collectively. You may know a little stew bomb here and there, but collectively, we work. And I want to put that emphasis, emphasis on that. Black women, we work. So we, uh, I don't understand how, you know, people can go out and say that black women act like we are the bottom of the barrel. And then, you know, that is just not true, just not true. So we need to get it together, black women. We need to stop. Thanks.
process and then start taking action. Because if these so-called people and naysayers think we're all this negative things that they say, maybe we need to, you know, stop, think about it, process, you know, straighten up and start taking action and start showing people collectively what we're about. If you don't need us, let's remove ourselves from the situation and see how much are we uh, a problem. Is, will, will they live in happy peace? Will all the black men and other men be so happy because there's no angry black women around? We shall see. Who gets stuff done? Who's going to get it done? Okay? So, you know, black women, I wish we collectively stop letting people profit off of humiliate, humiliating us. Because if, if they stop, if we stop, if we draw back, Will they go to other women from other races and start humiliating them? Hmm. That's a question to ask yourself. Who else would they profit off of? How would they make their money then? Something to think about. And with that, I'm out. <laughs>